Viking, committed to exploring the world in comfort. Journey through the heart of Europe on an elegant Viking longship with thoughtful service, cultural enrichment, and all-inclusive fares. Discover more at viking.com. Coming up on the Money Beat Podcast, this is the look ahead at the economic week. A couple of Fed speakers on the docket, retail sales. What's it say about the economy? What's it say about what the Fed will be doing next week when they meet? And also, the IPO market was supposed to be heating up. Is it actually happening? This is Money Beat from the Wall Street Journal. Now from our studios in New York, here are Paul Vigna and Stephen Grosser. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Money Beat Podcast. And as normal now, this is a new feature, a normal new feature. We're giving you our look at the week ahead. Paul and Stephen here in the studio. We have with us our friend Maureen Farrell, who's going to talk about IPOs in a few minutes. Maureen, how are you? Good to see you. Thanks Good for having me. Good to see you, too. Yeah, I know we sit so close to each other, but it's always nice to be here in the studio, too. Great to be back. Yes. And uh, calling in from D.C., our colleague Eric Marath. Eric, how are you? I'm doing very well, thank you. And Eric, I want to start with you. You have uh, you're going to be our, our calendar expert here, and you look at the data calendar, and it seems pretty obvious that the, the biggest events really are coming on Monday. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. Monday is the last day that Fed uh, policymakers uh, can speak before their self-imposed uh, gag order ahead of the big uh, September 20th and 21st meeting. And uh, we've got uh, two pretty important people uh, speaking on Monday, uh, Governor Lael Brainerd and the Atlanta Fed President Dennis Lockhart. So uh, be carefully uh, paying attention to what they have to say as we look towards the possibility of an interest rate increase uh, later right, this month. Right. And the Brainerd one is the is the really crazy one, right? I mean, I mean, you look at the, what happened in the market on, on Friday. Friday, right? Right. Uh, yeah. So she, she uh, you know, and it was kind of a late add to the calendar too, right? Uh, mm-hmm. So she's getting out there and speaking just ahead of the blackout period, and uh, she's been someone who's been. Uh, you know, pretty cautious about the idea of a rate increase, and if there's any signs that she's letting up on that uh, that caution, I think it'll send a real strong signal to the right. markets. And do do we know what the topic of her talk is? Um, I think it's uh, pretty broad uh, about you know looking where she will discuss monetary policy. I mean, sometimes they do uh, kind of talk on different different subjects, but I do right. believe the economic outlook and monetary policy is on uh, the schedule for this one. Okay. And it, it comes interesting, too, because a lot of Fed speakers have been talking recently, and they've all been or largely have been playing up the idea that September is still on the table for a rate hike. Yeah, yeah, that's that's correct. Uh, we've heard that uh, from a number of different uh, different presidents, and uh, even even after we saw the uh, the you know weaker jobs numbers for August. So, uh, but Governor Brainerd has definitely been one of the most consistent voices that says, "Hey, inflation's still really low. Um, that's part of our target. Let's let's move cautiously here." So, hmm. uh, I think that's why there'll be so much attention paid to uh, her speech. Right. What about? Um, Atlanta Fed's uh, Dennis Locker. He's also speaking. He's more of a centrist, sort of thought to be more in line with Janet Yellen. Uh, could he be sort of in, you know, more important, or is Brainerd going to be the more important uh, well, talk? Well, I think Brainerd is going to be be more important in the sense that you know, if she changes her tune, it'll be obvious, right? Uh, right. And and that and that that'll be a clear signal. 
uh, you know, President Lockhart. I mean, I definitely people will be paying attention to what he has to say. Um, but, you know, if he re, kind of reinforces this idea that this is a possibility, you know, unless he, you know, kind of really goes out on a limb, which these guys never do, um, and, and, and telecast what's going to happen, I mean, he's going to be, well, is he saying that they're going to do this, or he's just saying it's in play this year? Um, I think there could be a lot open to interpretation, where if uh, Governor Brainerd changes from saying pretty consistently, like, this was something we're not ready for, to, hey, this is something I'm thinking about, uh, you know, she, she thought to be kind of bringing up the... Uh, being most on the edge of not wanting to uh, go for a rate increase. And then uh, looking elsewhere on the calendar, um, I mean, earnings season is really basically over. You you Mm -hmm. have a handful of companies. I think think, uh, Oracle, is it Oracle reports? God, I should have even looked. Um, Cracker Barrel is on the calendar, and and I think Oracle is on the calendar, but really nobody else. But Eric, what, what other data points are coming out this week? Well, the big highlight in terms of U.S. data is going to be the retail sales figures, right? So we've mm-hmm. had a really strong run uh, first half of this year for consumer spending. Uh, you know, if you look at the dismal second quarter growth numbers, it, it was entirely consumer spending that was driving this economy forward. Um, but in July, we saw a little bit of uh, a pullback, a flat reading, and economists are projecting basically the same, maybe a slight one-tenth of a point downtick in August. Um, you know, there's a lot of different factors going on there. Uh, we have auto sales uh, were looking a little weaker. Uh, gas prices were lower, so that just kind of naturally lowers uh, retail sales. Um, but, uh, you know, if we look under the hood of these numbers and if they become, you know, a sign of caution that, hey, consumer spending is slowing, that kind of might call into question this notion that a lot of economists agree on, that we're going to see 3% growth uh, going forward uh, here for the remainder of the year. Well, if consumers pull back, uh, right. we might just be trading consumer growth for maybe whether it's business investment or some other factors. Yeah, yeah. And I, I just had to double check because I want to be sure. Uh, Thursday, Oracle. Wednesday, Cracker Barrel. And that's about it for earnings. I mean, it's really not earnings season anymore. Yeah, no, we're, we're already I mean, yeah, we're, we're looking out. forward to we're the out. third quarter. Right, exactly. Uh, Eric, what, anything important overseas? Yeah, I mean, I would really, the most important things overseas, you know, you're going to have China's industrial production figures. And, of course, you kind of you know, take the Chinese data for, for what you will. But, but uh, you know, it's expected that it's going to edge up a little bit uh, from July. So, you know, if you're seeing the, the Chinese industrial engine cranking back up a little bit more, you know, I think that's, a, that's probably a broadly positive sign for the global economy. And then um, we're going to, you know, the central bankers in Europe don't want to be left out of next week. Yeah. The Bank right. of England will be holding its policy meeting. Nothing is expected to change as far as their interest rates, but there's going to, we want to look at that meeting and see what they're thinking about Brexit, right? Right. The, the worst fears of Brexit weren't realized. So, um, yeah. You know, are they gonna are they gonna have a little bit different view where they kind of signaled that they were willing to to do cuts uh, to adjust for Brexit? Or will they change that? And also uh, on the continent, uh, the Swiss. Uh, you know, bank is meeting again, not a t- expected change from uh, their already negative interest rates. Um, but, you know, the thought will be that they're, they're going to signal that they're going to be they're going to show that they're going to be willing to act um, based on what the ECB does, based on what the Fed does, uh, that they're not they're going to say that, hey, we're not standing pat. We're going to we're going to react to what everyone else does. 
I, I just think the Brexit uh, is going to be very interesting because you saw last week with some of the uh, UK data coming in a little bit stronger. You saw a lot of investment banks, strategists changing their views on a um, you know UK recession this right. year and saying it, that it's not going to happen. So it'll be interesting to see what the uh, BOE says. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's partly what's going into this thought. Uh, with the Fed's calculus that the external risk to the United States economy may be somewhat lowered here in the second half of the year, and that can kind of compensate for any concerns they might be seeing about a labor market slowdown, which, again, they've been warning the labor market's going to slow down for a long time, and it's sort of a matter of, you know, how the rest of the markets react to that. Right, right. All right. Uh, Eric, want to thank you very much. Sure. Anytime. Happy to join you. We are going to take a quick break, folks, and then we're going to come back to talk a little bit about the IPO market. It's supposed to be heating up, is it? This is Jason Gay, sports writer at the Wall Street Journal, and I have a podcast called Free For All. And guess what? It's not just sports. We'll also talk about some real estate, some music, some culture, some fashion. I could talk about fashion. It's the Free For All. Become a subscriber on iTunes. Follow us on Twitter at WSJ Podcasts. And check us out at WSJ.com slash podcasts. WSJ Podcasts. Listen ambitiously. This is Money Beat from the Wall Street Journal. Now from our studios in New York, here are Paul Vigna and Stephen Grosser. Welcome back to the podcast, the the look ahead, the week ahead. We got to come up with a good name for this this segment, Grosser. We don't we don't have one yet. No, we don't. I'm not, and I was just trying to think for a minute, and nothing was really popping out. Yeah, we're gonna. The, the segment's not going away, so we have time. We're gonna come up with something. We'll perfect it. We'll perfect it. We'll perfect it. I mean, we've, we're starting in a real. You know what? What I find funny is we've really started in the slow period because all anyone cares about in, in September is the Fed meeting, right? <laughs> the Fed meeting <laughs> in the third week, so we've had yeah. like we had essentially like thir- three weeks uh, of like nothing. You know what? By by next week, by by the Fed meeting week, we need to have a good name for this. Segment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got to come up with. We'll come up with week. something. Sharp. But we have Maureen here. We do have Maureen, which is better it, than it, uh, just a name. Yeah, Maureen no, it Powell. always is. Covers IPOs for the Wall Street Journal. How and are you, Marie? I'm doing well. And Getting a little back bit in, more to write about. Well, I was yeah. going to say, back in August, you wrote the story that there was going to be a window, a brief window of time where a lot of bankers were expecting, you know, companies to start going public. And that hasn't quite materialized Has that window yet. opened? A little bit. Not as much as we expected. I mean, there was a sense, normally the week after Labor Day, you wouldn't see a ton of IPOs launch because it's a quiet Still week. Slow, you know, right? Everyone's getting back in the game. First day of school for a lot of people. Exactly. It's going to come until Thursday in New York. Um, but the sense was this year they were going to rush out IPOs because of the Fed meeting. I think there's a so we've seen, we saw some come this week and they'll price Last next week. I mean, yeah, we had. No, it's okay. So there, there were some last week. Yes, right. that that launched, right. meaning they'll price this week. Yeah, but um, it seems like we'll we're waiting, and it sounds like they're actually going to space them out. People are a little bit le- bankers are a little less concerned about the Fed meeting um, huh. hurting the IPO calendar than they were. I mean, who knows? Why? Why might, is that? That might change. Yeah, that I could mean, after change. Today, uh, Friday. Sorry, Paul. I'm just going to have to get over that. Going to have to get over that. All right, folks. Don't, 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 don't. We're taping this on yeah, Friday. We're taping on Friday. God, all our secrets are secrets all our secrets are out. Are out. Um, uh, the, yeah, I mean, who knows what if that's changed? But the sense I have been getting was, oh, 
you know, whatever happens. I mean, we survived Brexit. The market didn't blink for long after Brexit. A few deals were launched. Twilio has been one of the best deals of the year. It launched, <laughs> like, right around then. Um, but, and, you know, the bigger concern is potentially the presidential election, all the volatility around that. So, again, this could change. But there is a sense that these IPO launches are being spaced out throughout September, that said, the deluge, the flood of IPOs, we have not well, this, seen it yet. Th- th- this calendar that you handed me here, uh, I'm not sure that I recognize Are you excited? Any of these, I'm not sure I recognize any of these names. They're all, I mean, the one thing I'll say is that they're from a, a decently wide variety of industries, which mm-hmm. is good, but none of them are all that big. I mean, the largest one right now, obviously prices change up until the minute yeah. it goes public, is, um, or two of them, Noble Midstream Partners, which is interesting because it's an energy company that tried to go public and went on its roadshow and pulled its IPO last November. So the fact that they're back... We were supposed to see a flood of energy IPOs. We still could. Right. So that's a good sign. I mean, if, if it actually prices and starts trading, trades well. The other one, another $250 million IPO, um, you know, roughly, is the Bank of Butterfield. It's a, a Carlisle-owned, the PV firm Carlisle-owned bank in mm-hmm. Bermuda. Kind of interesting. But, I mean, the fact that those are the biggest deals. We have right. like two little tech companies under $100 million. Um it's not. We're not seeing Uber. We're not seeing Airbnb. We're not even seeing like the B or C Yeti. Or B level. Yeti. Are we going to see it? I don't know. I think that it could be a while. That was one. I mean, that one. We should. I would say Yeti and Nutanix are two deals. I mean, these Yeti hmm. coolers. We just wrote in a head one of our colleagues about them like getting stolen they're They're the hottest item all over the country coffee mugs yeah the coffee mugs are sending their 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 sales to the roof grocer really likes them no i i I, i'm just saying that because who's yeah i'm gonna come clean here who's yeti they make they make um very high-end coolers coolers. really yeah like so it's 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 not just high-end they make they're very durable if you're a hunter if you're a fisherman they can Stand grizzly bear attacks. Exactly. And then they've also started selling coffee mugs. Oh, that was the, the grizzly bear yes. head. Yeah. All right. I saw that one. And, uh, and I also, they've also been selling, they also sell coffee mugs, and the coffee mugs have just exploded. Um, so coffee popular. mugs that could survive a grizzly bear attack. Well, the, they, they actually do a very good job of keeping your coffee hot. Oh, um, okay. I will, say, right. I will say the problem I had on my drive back um, on my, from my vacation in August was I poured my Dunkin' Donuts coffee into <laughs> that mug. Yeah. And it was a six-hour drive back, and I was expecting my, you know, to cool down. And to be honest with you, it was still searing hot five hours later. Seriously, but yeah, it was like really? too hot for me Honestly. to drink. All the way back wow. from New- yeah. Dunkin' Donuts coffee, all the way back from New England. That's from impressive. Maine to New York, still hot, still hot. When Piping. I write, piping hot. So, still so hot you're interested I, in this IPO? You're interested I, I, in this I just, company. Yeah, I, I thought the A had. And if you haven't read it, uh, readers, it was, a, it was a great story. Um, and we've, you know, we also wrote about it last year. The coffee mugs as a great Christmas gift. So, it's, it's, so the it's, question it's, we it's getting attention. The question wow. we have is: Will it make the IPO market sizzle? I mean, the real question is: Will it come to market? Um, yeah. It was supposed to launch. I had heard that it was going to launch shortly after Labor Day. I'm hearing it could be pushed back further. It could be in October, December, even now. Um, if it does. 
two things. I'm not saying that it's going to, but we've seen a lot of companies that were just on the brink of going public sell themselves. Yeah. Mm. So not saying at all that they're right, going to right. do this, but if we were to see a company like that that's supposed to be this like really awesome IPO candidate, their sale, it's like a fast-growing company. We haven't seen a lot of big companies but, launch. If they sold... It's just like another it's a sign. Now, after being exuberant, yeah. yeah, but after being exuberant about my coffee experience with my Yeti coffee <laughs> mug, I have to I have to dial it back here. I mean, one of the questions that I think Yeti does face is, you know, can it continue? It's not a new company. It's not a young company. Can it continue? The you know this hyper growth with the number of products it has, especially like and if that's, your for, as you're an investor, I think that's a big question. And if your coolers are that good. How many coolers do Americans or global? They're not cheap. Yeah, that's why. I mean, like, that's why they're getting stolen. Durable coolers mm. do you actually need yeah. all over the world? So no, that's a real question. It's a real question of you know how much of a growing, long-term growing company is it? I know Paul very well, and I can guarantee Paul is not buying a Yeti cooler to go to the beach. I, I, if I was going to buy one, it'd be for the giant tailgates. But uh, you know, we, we already have our coolers. You know, I don't know. I don't need a new cooler right now. But when I need a new cooler, maybe You'll think about it. How much? I mean, how much do the coolers go I for? I think they're between a thousand and fifteen hundred dollars. I think there's Excuse some me? cheap ones, like around five hundred. Wait, are you what? I'm exactly. That's, that's why, why they're they were saying you weren't going to buy one. Wait. And that's why people are stealing Who's, them. And, what really? Yeah. No, that's why it's 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 really targeted at like the, you know the sort of you know audience of you know people go hunting, fishing, you know, and they wow. want to store their yeah. Okay. So uh, we're on the Yeti Yeti watch on our IPO calendar, and we're also I am not ready for a Yeti. That's way too much money spent on a cooler. One other one, I'll just point out that I we should all be watching for is this company Nutanix, another software company. It's one of the few, like, quote-unquote unicorns that is slated to go public. It could go maybe at the end of this month. That's another one that's going to be a real test of all these IP, these tech companies that are in the pipeline. Yeah. People are watching that one very, very closely. Will they even try to go? Will they brave the market? Right. If right. they do, how are they going to do? We have not seen... A unicorn, really, this year. So it's going to be a huge. That's going to be a huge thing to watch the rest of the month. All right, Maureen Farrell, thank you very much. Thanks Good conversation as always. Everyone, want to thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you real soon. This message comes from Viking, committed to exploring the world in comfort. Journey through the heart of Europe on an elegant Viking longship with thoughtful service, destination-focused dining, and cultural enrichment on board and on shore. And every Viking voyage is all-inclusive, with no children and no casinos. Discover more at viking.com.